Labandu, we are speaking depression and its effect on relationships. Mm. It's a very concerning one, especially at this time of the year where people want to be with uh, family, with their loved ones, but sometimes they can't because of depression. Our guest is relationship therapist and mental health practitioner, Little Honolo Mazindo. Good morning, Little Honolo. Good morning, Nongkulileko and the A-teamers, and thank you very much for having me. Let's learn all we're talking depression, but not just depression as in isolation. It's depression in relations to relationships. So what are the common causes of depression? Um, and if you can, highlight them in men versus in women. Oh, thank you very much. And if, if you can follow the trends on social media lately, many people are talking openly about depression, even celebrities, they are actually admitting to experiencing depression. And the more people talk about depression, it seems like the less people understand what depression is, what it's all about, what it does to people, and how people get depressed. So the general causes, before I speak about them um, as per gender, the, the general causes of depression is actually family history. If people in your family have been having depression, Usually there's a strong debate whether it's genetic or it's environmental because um, it, uh, the, the, this, this actually, um, let, let me call it a theory. It assumes that people are born inclined to depression because it is in their genes. But in my professional experience, as well as personal experience, I've learned that you might not be born inclined to depression, but how you were raised in the early years of your life can contribute to you having depression in 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 the later stages of life. Like for example, maybe someone is depressed in your home or some some people are depressed in your home because of the environmental issues. Then they pass that those toxicities upon you as a child and because everybody else is depressed we think it's genetic simply because you it's like the family is an environment of depression secondly is the brain chemistry where the parts of your brain that are responsible for mood regulation maybe happiness like dopamine like your serotonin they did not develop fully while you are growing up maybe because you were forced to suppress your true and um healthy emotions like throwing tantrums and crying you were punished for experiencing your emotions as they are so you learned at an early age to suppress and repress them until the parts of the the parts of your brain that are responsible for those emotions do not function properly that's when we have a brain chemistry a brain or chemical uh, brain chemistry or chemical imbalances in the brain usually this kind of depression is treated through medication and psychotherapy and psychotherapy takes longer because it is intended to help you reconstruct the parts of your brain that did not develop as a result of you suppressing your true and real 
emotions. Sometimes it's physical health problems when people are sick, especially when they are sick for the, for a long time and the sickness that threatens their life or the sickness that threatens their independence. They end, they end up suffering from depression as well. Sometimes it's personality styles. Some people are more neurotic than others in their personality. In other words, they are, they worry more than others. They are, they, they think more they think too much into things more than others. It's like this person is a natural overthinker and those people are more prone to depression than people who do not take things to heart that much. The other cause is long-term stresses such as relationship stress, the one that we're going to focus on today, work stress, it could be the passing of a loved one or a traumatic event can cause stress. And among women, because women are more are, are the ones who are more diagnosed with depression than men. And there are various factors there. They are carrying roles that, and, and, and obviously the physical violence and abuse or emotional violence and abuse by their partners, parents, or anyone else. Remember, women are seen as the softer target of any forms of abuse, and that puts them in a, a susceptible state to experiencing depression. The other thing is that pregnancy and birth. Women can experience depression while they are pregnant, expecting the child. They can also de experience depression after they give birth to a child, which is called postpartum depression. Sometimes it's just postpartum blues, but sometimes it becomes a serious depression. And what's painful about depression among women who are pregnant or best breastfeeding is that they cannot be given medication to treat that depression because that medication that they are taking in is going to affect the children, that the, the child that the woman is carrying or the child that the woman is breastfeeding. Issue, uh, menopause as well can cause depression among women when now they experience all these changes that come with a lot of psychological disruptions it can put them in a state where they can really and definitely be depressed and the other thing which is one of the major causes of depression among women is the it, 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 it's the conditioning of the society of women to actually define themselves by the role they play in other people than who they really are themselves. And that usually causes them to act out of their own character to, to, to sort of abandon their true personalities so that they can live for other people. Here's an example, because of the motherly roles, and you will be told that you are a dead mother. Most women, when they, even though they go and seek help um, when they have depression, they, the problem is if maybe they have to be admitted in a psychiatric clinic for, say, three weeks, they don't necessarily go because they will be saying, I'll be in the hospital getting the treatment, but who will take care of my children? That time, they still have their father, but their father doesn't, is not that much involved in taking care of the children. So to, to an extent that women might find themselves not being able to go for professional treatment, especially admission in a hospital, because they have other responsibilities. Who will cook for my husband? Who will prepare my children for school? Who will do their homeworks? Who will run the family around? I'd rather suffer from depression and be an outpatient so that I can do all those things. Men, it's 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 things that are related to the social expectation upon men to be providers to be tough, to hold in their tears and to not be expressive of their emotions. Like it, when a man becomes more expressive of their emotions, they are maybe labeled as 
not men enough and a man should be strong enough a man should be tough a man should not be should not cry a man should be independent and a man should lead some people i mean leadership is not something that men are born with it's it's just an expectation that is placed by the society upon men to lead so and that the very same society does not does very little in teaching us what exactly does it mean to lead? What exactly does it mean to wear the pants? If you wear the skirt, are you still a man? So that the the gender roles that have been assigned by societies, actually they are causing more stresses to men again. And the other thing, because men are expected to be strong, they are more, not very likely to be expressive when they when they are going through things. They just experience things by disengaging and trying to figure them out. And then at the end of the day, they die in isolation. Sure, there's so many courses, so many courses. I think another thing when you're talking about men and women um, and you say women are more prone to be diagnosed with depression, but it's also because women are seeming to be more upfront in addressing their health issues than men. Um, A lot of men will want to shy away and say, no, man, I'm a man. this, This will pass, but not realizing that it's over and beyond just not being well. It's now depression. So society, our own inhibitions are causing us to be depressed. But now, when people are in a relationship and they're responding differently to a similar thing, depression that it is uh, that we are speaking about, how does this impact on the relationship? So, for instance, if the woman is depressed... How does it impact on the man? If the man is depressed, how does it impact on the woman? And maybe, let's take it further, how does it impact on the children? Yeah, thank you very much. Let me start where you where, where you started about why more women are diagnosed with depression than men. Yet, according to statistics, more men um, die by suicide than women. And violent suicide suicidal acts like hanging themselves, shooting themselves in the head, throwing themselves down from the 23-story building, and all those kind of violent things. Because most suicide by women is swallowing poison. But suicidal acts among men, it's about violent acts that take take away their lives at the end of the day. The reason is because the reason why we more women are diagnosed with depression than men is because women are more likely to be the ones who see the psychologists than men. Usually as a marriage counselor, I find that men, 98% of the time, men only come for counseling when a woman wants a divorce and doesn't want the marriage anymore. And 98% of people who come to me for counseling, maybe individually to be helped with their own problems, are women. Men usually don't come. So we cannot diagnose people who are not there. So they have to live undiagnosed with depression. That's why men behavior is more complicated. So how does it affect relationships? The, 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 depression has very um, complex symptoms that are experienced differently by people because people think depression is about sadness, hopelessness, helplessness, it's, which is which which is which is very true. But there's the other side of depression that people don't know and understand, like especially irritability. So sometimes, and this affects this can affect relationships in both ways. If you are disengaged uh, because of depression, obviously your partner will 
experience you as distant and emotionally unavailable, not having time for yourself or for, for, for the relationship. Even your children can, you, to your children, you can come across as the parent who's not involved. Sometimes you're always on your phone and if you are a newspaper person, you're always in the newspaper or in the book, not because you want to read or do anything on the phone, but you want to use the screen to distract you from the internal pain that you are feeling, but you do not comprehend and you cannot understand it and that disengagement causes distance in relationships and sometimes you switch on to the other side of the same uh, spectrum where you become now uncomfortable with feeling helpless and hopeless and now it becomes a life threat and that switches you immediately in from the state of agony into the state of anger and aggression so depression becomes aggression and irritability so people who are depressed tend to be very irritable. They, they, they tend to overreact on things. They they are always, especially especially um, women. Women they like they, they sometimes they shout, they scream for no apparent reason. Sometimes you can shout and scream and at the same time cry. After that, especially when it comes to their their, their communication with men. So even men become irritable and sometimes they disengage. Sometimes they say words that are very very harsh. So sometimes when your partner becomes extra hush or, or extra irritable and it, it's it's not because of you or maybe you are not likable sometimes it could be that they are experiencing depression obviously it uh, depression affects sex, the sexual drive as well and the the needs and the the, the the need to be intimate so if when a person is depressed sometimes they become hypersexual having wanting too much sex sometimes they don't want sex at all men maybe might not get an erection women might not be physically and emotionally ready to open up to a man for an intimate act of sex. And because sex is one of the integral parts of the relationship, it tends to affect the relationship. And unfortunately, depression, both depression and antidepressants affect the sex, the sex drive. You find that you are depressed and you have sex, low, low sex, sex drive, and they give you antidepressants and it lowers it even more. And that might cause some feeling of being unwanted and unappreciated or undesired in the relationship. So the what how it, depression causes problems into relationships is because when a person is experiencing depression, the other person personalizes and internalizes the behavior of the depressed person as if it's because of them that that person is behaving that way. So if you don't understand depression and how it works, you will always internalize and personalize at the other person's experiences and not be able to separate yourself from them. The other one, there are many causes, but the, the last one that I want to talk about is sometimes addictions and spending patterns. Others, maybe they try retail therapy, they spend too much money, buy too many things. Others will now go always at the casino gambling. Others will drink too much. Others will be too much into pornography. And and and, and maybe the, the, the phone, the, the, the gadgets, the social media. So they, 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 people who are depressed use so many things to distract themselves from the pain inside that they are going through, but they cannot put their finger on. So th those things like someone now, this person is all of a sudden spending too many times on CDs or LPs, even though they were, or maybe cassettes, even though they are outdated. So it's not about what you are buying. It's about the distraction that you get in buying that you, that, that, that actually causes you to 
be wasteful in your expenditures. And if you don't have money, you can't take children to school. You cannot, um, when, when you don't have sexual drive, it affects your reproduction. So it affects, it, it, it has a lot of elements that affect relationships. It affects your sleep. Sometimes you are awake and your partner is asleep. You might do things that are disruptive, trying to dis to, to, to distract yourself and sometimes okay the sleeping pills when you are get you when you get treated for depression they actually can cause you to be always absent your partner is up looking for your attention you are fast asleep because you are under the treatment and that can also create an emotional distance if the other person personalizes and internalizes that kind of behavior as if it's because of you that they it's because of them that you are so distant or you are you are sleeping for so long and they can't even access you Let's take a quick break. There's been so much information that has been given to us. Um, It's very clear that depression has an impact on the individual, but also on the relationship. And when we come back uh, with uh, Little Honolulu Mazendo, I would like us to look at what in relationships between a couple can aggravate depression. Three minutes past five, um, this is SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Right now on Wake Up and Live, we are joined by Little Onolo Mazendo, relationship therapist and mental health practitioner. We're speaking about uh, the impacts of depression on relationships. Little Onolo, thank you for staying with us. Now, before the break, I was asking, um, what are the things that, you know, can aggravate depression when you're in a relationship and you are someone who's prone to depression already diagnosed with depression mutual causal relationship between relationships and depression because depression itself causes relationship problems and relationship problems in turn cause depression people who are depressed and usually they have good intentions like for example depression can be a survival threat and when once it becomes a survival threat it can tend it can sort of force you into a survival the state of thinking or survival mode where you only look out for how you can survive and that tends to make people very very selfish and egocentric as long as i can face another day without putting a rope around my neck so that my children don't have to lose their parent uh, it, it, it makes you behave very selfishly in a lot of ways and the other thing about depression is that you especially women like a woman who you who usually cooks now they don't cook they don't clean the house they are it's like they have all of a sudden become lazy but you know that this is unlike this person and when your the the, the, the your wife or your girlfriend starts disengaging from duties that you know they usually do they you know that they are depressed and now the the men would be saying this woman is lazy and all those things and those complaints about the person not doing the usual things or not enjoying the usual things that they used to enjoy 
the 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 the, the other partner can complain a lot and it can happen both ways where now a man is not is disengaged in taking care of the children helping out with their household chores and duties and which causes the other party to always complain and how that aggravates depression is that you know that you are not this kind of a person you know that you want to help you know that you want to clean you know that you want to prepare the children but there's no drive there's no energy you don't have all the energy for that and because of that you it, you experience a sense of deep pain for feeling like you are disappointing your partner and that can cause you to sink deeper in, and deeper into depression and the deeper you sink into depression the the less you do the things that you are supposed to do including the household chores and the less you do them the less the partner complains and the more they complain the more depressed you are so it becomes a downward spiral of deep depression that's why sometimes other partners they would say but i didn't get any indication that this person wants to take their lives is because this is a downward spiral and the the more the further down they go the more these people feel like they will not be hurt even when they scream for help so sorry and I, I, I mean not knowing that you are not able to please your partner sexually it is enough to hurt and break your heart and knowing that there's very little you can do about it especially if you don't have the information because you can still handle your sexual problems when you are depressed and you can still manage the depression even if it's chronic but because of lack of knowledge that you can always do something you find yourself making a lot of mistakes in the relationships and every time the other partner the other partner and gets tired of you you now end up feeling you know what i'm going to lose my marriage i'm going to lose my partner i'm going to lose access to my children or my children are going to lose their fathers their father or they are not they might not be safe around me those concerns also they can sink you deeper into depression sometimes you think about your life driving and you say yo my career is fine uh, financially i'm okay my friendships are up to scratch and and everything else about me is okay and you think about your relationship and you start going down like spiraling down emotionally because you find that hey, the only thing that's wrong in my life is a relationship but you find that the very that, that very thing that's wrong is what is most important to you because relationship is very important so if things go wrong in relationships it's not uncommon for people to experience depression and once they experience more depression the depression causes behaviors that strain the relationship and one, once that, that the relationship gets strained it leads to other things, dy dynamics within the relationship that continue to aggravate the depression. That is why I say I said there's actually a mutual causal relationship between depression and relationship difficulties. Now, you know, Little Anolo, everything you've described uh, sounds like a lot of people's households or relationships uh, worsen this December period. People are saying Jolo is not it, you know. Uh, even those who are married are crying because um, you, you are expecting so much from your partner, but not knowing that they're depressed, they're ending up hitting the bottle more often. So when a couple is faced with depression, either from either, you know, of the parties or even from both, how do they cope with it? And can they mend their relationship um, while having depression and dealing with coping with the depression? Oh yeah, the, this is very much important. You, there, it's, there are very little chances that this, the relationship can survive and still function healthily 
when there's depression and there's no education or knowledge about depression. Couples who understand depression and who seek to learn more about it and who tend to seek help, professional help, even spiritual help, they they tend to cope better with depression. And when they cope better in, with depression, people are like the relationship follows through and becomes much better. But in 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 essence, depression is actually like having to run with a broken leg or having to reach out with broken arms. You know, if you are a bed and you are depressed, it would be fly having to fly with with broken wings. Like you and the the sad thing about the depression is that the the broken leg that you have to use to run with it's not visible remember depression is that it's something that happens in the soul where uh, deep down where a person cannot see so that's why you the partners would be saying uh wait get this on and like they 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 are just not like that they are just pretending to be like that they are using the the, this depression thing as, as an excuse and those kinds of blames are actually aggravating the depression and are going to cause more problems. So depression actually is sometimes is caused by what I call ends. Ends, they stand for automatic negative thoughts that are happening in the mind of a person with depression. And this, it, um, most people think it's very easy to get rid of the auto automatic negative thoughts and stop overthinking because to them it's much easier. But to a person dealing with depression, this is a pattern that has been established over the years. So one other thing is to train yourself and give yourself time to challenge every negative thought is it true and like is it true that if one thing goes wrong it means everything has gone wrong because we can take one event in isolation and generalize it into other people or maybe the all or nothing mentality okay i'm a nurse but i'm not a doctor but and because i'm not a doctor being a nurse means i'm nothing no you are something so people like tend to catastrophize their situations they tend to think uh, allow negative thoughts to dwell too long into their brains and if you can maybe you can do that with the help of a therapist or maybe self-help exercises on books that you can read about to train your mind to question every negative thought and to try to adopt an attitude of gratitude where you look at things that are going right, the things that you have achieved, the relationships that you have built, everything that is going on right for you. But for a, for a person who is prone to depression, it's very difficult. That exercise is very difficult, but difficult as it is, it's possible because the negative, the, 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 the automatic negative thoughts that are flooding our brains are the, the one, some of the primary causes of depression. Sometimes the things that we say to ourselves Ourself talk like I'm such I'm such a hopeless case. I will never make it. I will never amount to anything. I'm such a bad and terrible mother, terrible wife. I mean, the more you you speak that that those words, you are sending um, signals to your brain to provide the emotion that matches the words that you say to yourself. And at the end of the day, that keeps you in a state of depression. Sometimes what we do that they say motion creates emotion. You need to move a little. Get out of the house. Get the Sun, 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 sunlight is very important for people going through a depression. So when you when you have depression, it's you are tempted to stay indoors all the time, and that only aggravates depression. Even though it 
helps you isolate from the rest of the people, but it only makes you feel worse. So going out for a walk, for example, is a very therapeutic treatment and being aware of everything that you see as you take a walk can be very helpful. You can go to the gym, watch your diet, don't just eat junk all the time, try to eat more vegetables and healthier foods to make sure that your brain has more oxygen and space to function. The other one is to go for for, for professional help. Go maybe see a clinical psychologist or a counselor. You might have to go and see the psychiatrist for medical treatment because some, some depression is treated with medicine. And, and if you can get medical treatment and you get what we call psychotherapy, where they help you maybe try to reconstruct the parts of your brain that could not develop as a, as a as a result they are causing depression what is interesting about the brain is that it's an elastic organ it's not a fixed organ even if maybe serotonin that maybe the, the the parts of your brain that are responsible for secretion of serotonin and dopamine did not develop we can through a series of exercises we can help those the brain develop those um, um part th those parts and help you function better at the end of the day now, as we wrap up our conversation, I'd like us to go to this voice note from an A-teamer around the same issue of depression and relationships. Hello, greetings, greetings. I was Nongkululoko and Dabdele Shonol there this very morning. Uh, wow, this, this is so amazing com uh, conversation. I like it a lot and it helps us. So my question to Dabdele Shonol is, uh, why why is it that when people are depressed or even have are suffering from anxiety and stress are physically sick you know sometimes they they, they get sick you know that's my question what causes that that is my question from thank you and have a wonderful thursday Thank you, Ngari. Now, Nolo, you heard Ngami's comment and question. Could you please help by answering? Yeah, stress and depression and anxiety, they go hand in hand. It's Usually, it's, it's not it's very unlikely that you can be depressed and not stressed or depressed and not anxious. Because like anxiety obviously speaks about the things that your brain perceives as traumatic traumatic that happened um, in the past. So we have what we call psychosomatic disorders or psychosomatic illnesses. Psychosomatic, psycho obviously means the mind, soma means the body. So in other words, psychosomatic illnesses or disorders are um, physical illnesses that are caused by psychological problems. In most cases, when you have that kind of illness, sometimes it can be flu symptoms, sometimes it can be diarrhea, sometimes it can just be complications with the heart or maybe uncontrollable blood pressure. But when you go to the doctor, they can see that you are experiencing these things and you maybe you are fluish, but they cannot pick up anything that that is wrong. It's just your body reacting to the psychological stress and the level of, de of depression that you are experiencing. So depression can put your body on high alert, it can shock it, and it can cause the body to react with an illness. And that that is one of the things that happen if you 
leave depression untreated or the stressful events. And sometimes when you are very stressed, you will feel the pain in your back or maybe on your waist, especially when you have financial problems. I mean, when you are having psychological problems, the body is most likely to react. And say in the same way, when you are sick, you are most likely to have some obviously you will have some stress and you might have some anxiety and the fear of death might creep in and causing you a lot of stress and eventually you might find yourself being really depressed as a result of being sick physically ill and just as much as being physically ill can cause depression stress and anxiety even depression stress anxiety can cause physical illnesses only that the, those physical illnesses, they don't have any um, thing that is diagnosable. Maybe they don't pick up anything in your system, but they can see that you are you have diarrhea. They can mm. see that you have symptoms, you have problems, but they can't find the cause. Usually, when illnesses are like that, they are actually psychosomatic illnesses, which are illnesses to the body that are caused by stress reaction, depression, and anxiety. Now, Little Onolo, we're wrapping up this conversation. Where can A-teamers who are faced with um, depression or a partner who's depressed go and get help so that they can try and mend their relationship and also um, be able to manage uh, living with uh, depression? Thank you very much, Nongkululeko. Uh, My website is www.lefranolomazindo.co.za lefranolomazindo.co.za My social media platforms, especially Facebook, lefranolomazindo, and every other um, social media platform. If you want to schedule a counseling session with me, unfortunately for now, the practice has closed for the holidays. We are opening on the 8th of January. You can call my secretary during the week and in during office hours 8 to 5 at 076 double three nine zero eight four eight zero seven six double three nine zero eight four eight she will not be able to pick up the phone now because it's early in the morning um but maybe during the day you might try to reach out to her to schedule a session with me Thank you very much, uh, Little Honolo, for joining us. Um, it's time for us now to get into our dynasty.